all I want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. All I want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. And for those of you who worship with us regularly, I hate to be redundant, but I'm going to tell you anyway where, where we came up with the idea for this series, and it's texting, right? And so how many of you love texting? How many of you hate texting? How many of you know texting can go really wrong with one wrong word? <laughs> well, yeah, and we talked last week about smiling faces. Who does smiling faces? Stupid. <laughs> Thumbs up. Dumb. <laughs> and what's so funny is you ask somebody a question, they give you an overwhelmingly positive answer. Like, absolutely. Okay, absolutely is a thumbs up. You don't have to put wink, wink, smiley face, or thumbs up after absolutely. Like, it's done. You just answer. <laughs> but so I'm driving down the road about a month ago, maybe five weeks ago, and somebody's asking me a question, and I, I've, I don't text and drive. My wife has forbidden me to do that. And so, um, but, but I, so I'm so good, I pulled over. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> You're awesome. But it's like, they asked me a question, and then I gave them a full-on, straightforward answer. And then they come back and say, another question, dot, dot, dot. In other words, you want me to figure your own mind out because you can't figure it out for yourself, dot, dot, dot. So here's what's funny. All I want for Christmas is, we fill in the blank. And over the last couple of weeks we've done this series, I've gotten so many <laughs> texts on Sunday afternoon, and every one of them ended in dot, dot, dot. Some of my friends were like, yeah, whatever. But, but so we talked about some things like humility. We want to, all one for Christmas, dot, 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 so leave a legacy. Courage, trust, God's favor, faith, the perfect father, childlike faith, direction. And so you have this idea of what the world says we should be wanting for Christmas, but what do we need for Christmas? And that's what Jesus did for us. He met a need that we could not meet on our own. And so I just want to talk with you just for a second today uh, about three things really quick. We're having a, a, sh a shorter service today so you can go out and, and get in the snow. And there's a hot chocolate bar out there. It's an open bar. It's free. <laughs> all, all the M&Ms you can take, man. Um, and there's cotton candy and there's some gifts and stuff out there. And, and people work really hard on that. So go enjoy it after, um, after church today. Um, but so so but so it's really quick. Let's talk about three words: joy, hope, and peace. All I want for Christmas. Dot dot dot. What about a little more joy? What about a hope in an area of my life where I've lost hope and peace? Because that's what we see and what Jesus did for us. Joy to the world. And so what I thought we would do: it's Luke chapter two, verse eight. But we're going to let a really, really special guest read this for us, okay? And so they're coming on the screen now, and it's Linus. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. 
And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Nice. You know what I find so cool? Is in a society where you can barely say the name of Jesus anymore. Matter of fact, by the way, that's not illegal. You can say whatever you want to, evidently. Um, but, but every Christmas... That still goes out on almost every, I mean, on every TV, if you like Charlie Brown, you got young kids. The gospel is being preached and people don't even know it. And they're like, oh, wow, that's, God's cool like that, right? He's sneaky. <laughs> so you, you think about all I want for Christmas is dot, dot, dot. And, and so you think about joy, hope, and peace. So let's look at number one, joy. Luke 2, 8 through 11 and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Joy. Think, how, how many of you would say, You know what? I could use more joy in my life. Yeah? All I want for Christmas, dot, dot, dot. Is joy. Joy is hard to come by on most days. Joy is hard to come by because life leaks and our circumstances of life sometimes determine our level of joy. Joy being defined in the Bible in its original text two ways. One is an overwhelming happy emotion. The other is a sustaining attitude. Think about that for a second. And isn't that what Jesus brought us? Because I love those days where things go awesome. And who doesn't? I love those days where you get to see the sun come up and you get to see the sun go down. And you get a good tan while you're doing it. Kenny Chesney's got a Christmas album out. One of the songs is, All I Want for Christmas is a Real Good Tan. <laughs> it's awesome. Y'all don't even know who that is, but whatever. I mean, I mean, and we would say, man, I love those days. I love it when, when God just shines his face upon me and, and we blame God for the good days, but here's the problem. We blame him for the bad days. But when you have a joy that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have a joy that circumstance didn't give you, so circumstance can't take it away. See, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we run ourselves so ragged, and we run here and there and do this and that, and, and we can totally, absolutely forget to be happy. You know, joy is a choice. It's a choice. I mean, think about that statement I just made. We forget to be happy. You've got to remember to be happy. I'm reminded of this all the time from my wife. Jason, you need to be happy. Are you reminded? Yeah, you forgot to be happy, so be happy. Joy. 
joy unspeakable and full of glory. And that's what, that's what that is going on. When, and here's, the, here's one of the coolest things. You've got to understand what context this story is happening in. All, all the Jewish people are waiting for the Messiah. Everybody's heard about the Messiah. They've been taught about the Messiah since they were able to speak. They've learned about Yahweh. They've learned in the Pentecost. That there's a Messiah coming. God's going to save us. A king's going to be born. He's going to set up his reign. Everybody's waiting. And they're oppressed. They're under the Roman Empire. They're seen as less than people. And all of a sudden, here comes the good news. I bring to you good news. I'm telling you today, it's good news. I've staked my life on it. It is good news. Christmas is great. Again, we do give. We have a tree. If you don't believe in Santa at my house, you don't get. <laughs> not, not, but what I'm saying is, is we, we need to remember today what Christmas is really about and let that bring joy to you. What God did for us, sinning is only some. What God did for us and, and the joy that comes with that. A sustaining joy, an overwhelming emotion from Jesus. One that will carry us through hard times. One that will lead us to a place of remembering what God did for us. A joy the world didn't give us and the world can't take away. A sustaining joy. Yeah. So I got to ask you today, if I could unwrap this gift right now and joy would just pop out. And joy would automatically know where it needs to go and where it doesn't need to go. Would it, would it find you? Because there's, no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter where you're at, joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy. Laugh. Cry. Don't worry. Be happy. And, you know, that, that's, it's, that's hard to do, man. That's hard to do when you're in between jobs. That's hard to do when, when things aren't going well in your marriage. That's hard to do when there's a sick loved one. That's hard. But here's the point. Jesus came so that we can have joy on the good days and we can have joy on the bad days. It can be an overwhelming emotion at times, which we love, but it can be a sustaining attitude when we need it. Joy. Say that word with me. Joy. joy. All right, now, wait. Stop. Now smile when you say it. Come on. Come on. One more time. Come smile, Mike. Smile. One, two, three. Joy. Number two. Hope. Hope. Romans 5, 1 through 5, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Look at Jeremiah right here, Jeremiah 29, 11, you all know it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Back to the point, hope. I don't know about you, but there have been seasons in my life where I lost hope. Maybe in myself, maybe in those who were closest to me that were supposed to love me because I've been hurt. And I, I would submit to you today that there, there was a time in my life where I lost hope in God. 
And those are dark, dark days. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm obviously now have hope in God. But when a human being loses hope, it's a bad thing. Hope is the oxygen of the human soul. Right? I mean, you you, you gotta you gotta have hope. And so today, I just want to leave this phrase with you. If you've lost hope, hope again. Write that down somewhere, put it in your phone, put it on your mirror. Hope again. Hope again. If you're in a, a situation, a place in your life where you've been done wrong and things are not going the way that you really feel like that you thought they were going to be going and you can't really find hope in anything, you can't, you've tried to hope in a, a relationship, it didn't work out, you tried to hope in a business deal, it didn't work out, you tried to hope here, you tried to hope there, and things have just let you down, can I tell you, God will never let you down. And your circumstance today doesn't determine, we've said this, doesn't determine God's love for you. You can always hope in God. That's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to bring hope. He came to bring hope. And through the hope that Jesus brought, we have peace with God. That's why, that's why the host said, it's good news. The angel said, hey, I bring to you good news. So here's some good news for you. No matter where you're at in your life today, no matter what you're going through, no matter how it's shaken down right now, God has created a way for you to have peace with him through what Jesus Christ did for us. See, because Romans is teaching us right here. If you go to verse 3, it says this. We also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, per perseverance, character, and character hope. This is a life verse for our church. We, we talk about this verse a lot. But I mean, break it down, and that's what Jesus did for us. Jesus, when we put our faith in Jesus, we have peace with God. Therefore, we get on a journey that we get hope in. Because at the end of the day, we're hoping in heaven. I don't know about you, but that's where my, I'm, I'm hoping to get there. Yeah, right? I can't wait. I cannot wait. And I don't want to sneak in the gates with smoke on my britches. <laughs> I want to go in. I don't want to just barely make it. I want, to, I, want to go, I want to go in full force. And so we have peace with God through what Jesus Christ did for us. However, we live in a crazy, whacked out world. And we're all, just because I'm up here and you're down there doesn't make you and I any different. And you look around, you might look over at a family and they got all their kids dressed up today and, and they look so happy and they got, everybody's in a row, you know, and it's all good. And man, you saw them pull in the, the parking lot with a Beamer or a nice car or whatever and you look at them and you're like, man, man, I wish I had it that good. You don't know them? No, go spend a week with them. <laughs> See what I'm saying? We don't, none of us are any better than anybody else. The fact is, is that our hope can't be put in other people, other things, or things of this world. Our hope has to be put in God because God gave us that hope through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ brought hope to the society that he entered into, and he brings hope to our society today. Jesus Christ is the answer to the problems of our world. He is. He is. Hope. Hope. God said, look, I, I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a hope. And a, a hope, God, hope in God. And can I just tell you, please, 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 do yourself a favor this Christmas. Let it go and hope again. Let it go and hope again. Just let, let it go. Hope. 
said, Jason, I'm hoped 855 times over the past week, and I've been let down every time. Hope again. I mentioned that, that time period in my life where I'd lost hope, and I, I, the Lord spoke to me through his word, and I was just praying one day, and he said, I felt like I, I know what he said, um, Jason, you, you've lost hope. You've lost hope. And when you lose hope, you become really negative. You know what I'm saying? When, when you lose hope, you get really negative. And everything in your life is negative. The glass is always half empty instead of half full. Right? The trees aren't really that green anymore. And so I felt like the Lord said, gave me a challenge. said, look, tomorrow, out of all the times that you're going to see things negative, I dare you to hope one time. Hope for something one time. And I did that the next day. And you know, I had a lot go wrong that day. But what I had hoped in that day came true. And I thought, well, I'm onto something here. So the next day, I hoped twice. And through a process, now, did all my hopes, no, they didn't all. But the point is, is we need to recognize in our own life how blessed we are and don't lose hope. Hope again. Hope again. Well, that relationship let me down. Hope again in a godly relationship. Well, that job let me down. Hope, hope again in God's perfect will in a job. Well, my family let me down. Hope again in your family because God, that's the family God gave you. Hope again. Good? Last thing. Peace. All I want for Christmas, dot, 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 peace. Luke 2, 13 through 14, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. Isaiah 9 says it like this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Think about this for a second. Peace. We talked about this the first week of this series, but I'm going to take it a to total different direction. How many of you could use more peace in your life? Yeah? I mean, seriously? Think about it. We, we pay people to tell us how to have peace. And then they send us to the drugstore and we take something to give us peace. And then we tell our kids to get the heck out of the room because we want peace. Peace. Go back to the point, Kim. Think, think about, this is what Jesus did for us. Jesus brought, look, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. We say, Jason, I don't think his favor rests on me today. Because of the way I've been acting. Look, you can't be too bad for God. You can't be good enough for God. God's favor came when Jesus Christ came to this earth. When he walked this earth, lived a sinless life, died on the cross. They placed him in a grave. He rose from that grave on the third day. He's in heaven today. He's coming back for us one day. That's favor. That's favor. That's what that is. Suddenly a great... Check this out, man. I, I promise you, when you and I pass each other in heaven... I'm going to be going from like story to story. That's all I'm going to do for the first two million years. And originally I thought that I was going to be watching like all these biblical stories on like IMAX on steroids. I'm convinced now that we're going to get to be a part of them. And so I'm going to hang out with the shepherds. I'm going to hang out. And so think, think about the magnificent what's going on here. Peace. Peace to those whom his favor You know, you can have peace today. You can. Man, you don't know what's going on in my life. I, I don't, but you don't know what's going on in mine. 
But I know when I lay my head down tonight, after if I push through in prayer, if something's going on in my life, there's a peace that transcends understanding, a peace that the world can't understand. And it's the peace of God, and that's what Christmas is about. Peace on earth. Peace. Peace. I give you peace I leave with you, is what Jesus said. Right? And so I'm not demeaning your circumstance, and I'm not saying what you're going through is not really difficult, really hard. But what I am saying is we're all going through things, and we all go through things. But there is a place where you can hide yourself with God in peace. And that's just, that's what the Bible teaches. Glory to God in the highest heavens, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. And I have to tell you this today, his favor rests on you because you're in one of those seats right now. If you're at unrest spiritually, that's what Romans 5 was talking about. Even through tough times, we can have joy and hope and peace because of what Jesus Christ did for us. So here's a, here's a choice that you get to make today. The only way that you can have peace with God, you might say, Jason, I'm here today just like, tons of people have done already in 8.30 and 10 o'clock service. They've given their heart to the Lord. You might say, I'm not at peace with God. I'm not at peace with God. Well, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, that's why you're not at peace with God. Now, if you have and you're living counter to what this word says, that's between you and God. And we don't argue the Bible here. We believe it's completely true. We're here to teach the Bible. Right? Last I heard? Okay. thing about Christmas is we're celebrating the birth of the one who restored us back to God's favor. We're celebrating our Savior. We're celebrating. We have peace with God. And the Bible says no one can come to the Father except through the Son. And so every Christmas light you see from here until the new year, you praise God for those Christmas lights and say, you know what? I should be the light of the world. Every gift, if you're fortunate enough that you get to open, you open it up, but you remember the greatest gift of all is what God did for us. Peace. Peace. So, this is where we part ways before we go out in the snow. It's snowing out, seriously. I don't know if you've seen it. It's pretty cool. Maybe you're here today and you say, Jason, I'm, I know I'm not at peace with God. I was at one time maybe, and now I'm not. I, I know, I know I need something to change in my heart. I need a fresh start. I need a new look on things. I need some joy in my life. I've lost hope. I need hope, and I'm definitely not at peace with God. Do you know that you're only a decision away from having those things in your life? Is it going to make everything perfect? No. Are the bills still going to be mounting up? Yeah. Um, you know, are you still going to have relation? Yes. I know this is very encouraging, right? You have relational problems. This is real life. I'm just telling you it's real life. Yeah. No, Jesus, you don't, you don't accept Jesus and all, every, all problems that you have go away, but you don't have to face the problems alone. So salvation is a, a faith issue, and we're all given a measure of faith. All the people who are watching in the overflow room right now, I want you to listen to this. We're all given a measure of faith. What we do with that faith is up to us. We can put that faith in finance, in relationships, in family. We can put that faith in business. But at the end of the day, if you believe the Bible, which we do, at the end of the day, faith in Jesus Christ is forever. It's forever. 
And so i got to ask you today, have you done that? Do you need some joy, hope, and peace in your life? Bow your heads all over this place. Nobody moving around, nobody looking around, unless you just have to move. If that's you and you're here today, you say, Jason, yes, I need something to change. I need some things to be moved around in my life. And I'm realizing right now that God's knocking on the heart, the door of my heart, and I'm realizing right now that I need to put my faith in Jesus because I'm not at peace with God. I'm not asking you if you'll be back here next week. I'm not asking you about joining a church. I'm simply asking you, do you need something new in your life? Is what you've been doing not working and, and you know that you need to change in your life? If that's you and you say, Jason, that's me, slip your hand up long enough for me to see it. And I see your hand, I see your hand, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand, I see your hand, I see your hand. Thank you. That's awesome. I see your hand. Thanks, bro. Anyone else? I, I know, I know that's me. I feel it in my gut. I see your hand, ma'am. Thank you. Anyone else? I don't want to miss anyone. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome, dude. Thank you. That's you and God right now is what it is. I can't make that decision for you. I cannot put my faith for you. I see your hand. Thanks. Thank you. I can't put my faith your faith in God for you. That's you. This is a you and God moment right now. If you raised your hand, I want to pray with you. And after this service, please go out to the tent and get a Bible and a devotion. I want to pray with you. Just by the fact that you just raised your hand and you're confessing your faith in Jesus. And so God's already working in your heart. But I I love to pray this prayer with you and just solidify that. So if you would, just pray with me. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me and thank you that I'm in this chair today and thank you that all my paths have led me to this moment. And I ask right now, God, that you would forgive me of my sins and thank you for making me into a new creation because right now I'm confessing in my heart that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I believe that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life. I believe that Jesus Christ took my death and sin on the cross, and I believe that Jesus Christ was placed in the grave. He rose from that grave on the third day, and I believe with all my heart that he's coming back for me one day. And I thank you, God, for finding me. I thank you for for your love and your grace and your mercy that are making me into a new creation right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.